Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. I'm Joey Christopoulos with my co-host, Corey Wooten. Thank you so much for checking us out on YouTube. Comment and question below. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast on SiriusXM or on TuneIn. we got a great episode, Bears Commanders Preview, coming up. But first, let's talk about our sponsor, Bet Online. They remain the number one source for all your football betting needs this season because you can find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and even the, fa- the latest game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live in-game betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So what are you waiting for? Go to BetOnline.ag right now. And just this season and this season alone, this is the Corey Guarantee, a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. <laughs> That's right. When you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive that 100% reward bet online where the game starts ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming into the pot it's a bears commanders preview we are going to talk a little bit about some bears vikings but let's bring up my co-host first he's former bears defensive and he's a pass rushing specialist and we need him in chicago more than ever these <laughs> days uh he's chgo's very own fox 32's Corey wooten what's up Corey? oh nothing much my man D- doing well man it's a tough tough weekend uh, with with the, with the Bears Vikings game, but looking forward to to this week against the Commanders. You know, feels weird saying that we've been ingrained with another name for so long. But uh, hey, ex- excited excited for this week though. I, I think it'll be a good week and um, excited to see what the Bears can do on a big stage. Bears versus Commanders Thursday night football. You're welcome, America. We're bringing it. <laughs> uh, but, but real quick, before we get to Corey's keys to a victory in week six, um, Corey, man, what was your biggest takeaway from the Bears' 29-22 to loss to the Vikings in week five? The biggest takeaway had to be Justin Fields, right? And and I know in the first half it, it wasn't pretty at times. That first drive was great. Um, but what I saw was confidence from him. Even when the offense had a lull, uh, you know, we're struggling to get things going he just looked very confident out there, right? The, taking command of the offense. Um, you know, what I loved was his decision-making, right? When the ball wasn't there, when when the play down the field wasn't there, he tucked it and went, right? He was decisive about that. And it, it was really, really fun to watch, you know, uh, especially with Cole Komet, uh, Darnell Mooney had that unbelievable catch. Um, we had a chance to have that back shoulder play that Green Bay has done for years. And, and people so people were asking, oh, is that on Mooney or is that Justin Fields? That's on Mooney 100%. Justin Fields put it exactly where you want to. Look at Jordy Nelson, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, that classic back shoulder. Gets he took a page out, out of Green Bay's old book, right? He took that from Green Bay, and, and that should have been a touchdown right there. That would have been huge, especially in that drive right there. Um you know, that scramble at the end that got call, called back by the block in the back. Um, it, it was impressive watch, watching Justin Fields, uh, you know, throw the ball. Pettis dropped a couple. Um, so, I, I mean, we saw progress there. And, and that's what we've been wanting to see, right? Um, you know, especially early on in the season. It, it was it was ugly, you know, to, to be honest with you, especially in that Houston game. And I think a lot of people were doubting him. But I really love what I saw, especially in a hostile place in, in Minnesota. That's a really hard place to play. They had two talented pass rushers in Zedarius Smith and um, Daniel Hunter and only let up two sacks in the game. And a lot of that was because of Justin Fields, right, his ability to escape. And uh, I, I really love what I saw from him. I think Bears fans and, and fans of football across, you know, are, are going to love what, what they saw from him. 
You know, I, I think it's definitely progress and it's in the right direction. Yeah, you said it perfectly, Corey. Progress for sure. His escapability was fantastic, in my opinion. And yeah, look, man, we've been honest and objective when he's played poorly. And I'm not saying that he's going to turn the season around with this one performance, but it takes that first simple step, though, right, Corey, to start mm -hmm. stacking these performances together. And this was the step in the right direction. Um, if I can pat myself on the back a little bit, I did see two things that I kind of wanted to see last week in our keys of the game. A couple quick passes early just to mm -hmm. get him in a rhythm, maybe get the defensive line off his back a little bit. And look, I don't think I agreed with every single call that the coaching staff made, but I am liking the general philosophy that they're turning up the aggression just a little bit on the on how they're going to coach the game did i love the onside kick no did i think the two-point conversion came at the right time no i don't but you know Corey, i do like that they're at least starting to think about it a little bit because exactly. you know what might happen <laughs> after that they might actually start throwing the ball in the red zone you know what i mean like exactly this is kinda, we're getting to that place yeah. and then my final thought on it Corey, was just you know isn't the isn't this bears vikings game that we saw isn't this what we thought we were going to see in the preseason heading into it you know, a, a scrappy mm -hmm. Bears team that's going to look really bad at times. Oh, you know, excuse me, a young football team looking bad at times, looking good at times in a game. Okay, not a shocker right there. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, leading his team, you know, a couple of moments there. You know, he was driving them down the field before they got, you know, the fumble with uh, Smith-Marset. You know, he was taking them down the field. He actually scored on a rushing touchdown that was fantastic, got called back. I'm sorry, Smith-Marset, you did it again. You know what I mean? But isn't this kind of what it looks like? You know, the Minnesota Vikings are supposed to win games this year. No one's counting on the Bears to win games, and yet they were competitive. They hung in there. Justin Fields made some progress, and I, I, I just kind of thought this is what we were going to see from the jump, and I'm glad that we're at least seeing it now in week five because it was just getting a little murky there for me in the beginning. Yeah, it definitely was, and I think this is the type of performance that I was talking about, right? Like 15 yes. of 21, around 200 yards, not turning the ball over at all, you know, really leading the team, making great decisions, and, and that's what we saw. I mean, he looked very comfortable out there. And his rating, you know, 118 after being, what was it, like 10 uh, in the Houston game, potentially. Um, <laughs> Add another number. Bad, you know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it was it was great to see the progress in there. And he just looked very confident. And like I said, Minnesota is a very tough place to play. So for him to have that confidence, and I thought the O-line did a pretty good job holding up against that talented uh, pass rush. So, you know, I, I think the offense, you know, especially in the second half, they did a pretty good job um, kind of weathering that storm because Daniel Hunter, the, the week leading up to it, he said, this is, this is going to be our big game. This is going to be our, our confidence building game. This is where we're going to get a bunch of sacks and pressure. He just didn't see it as much as that. So I, I, I think uh, they had a great plan for the Vikings, especially in that second half. Yeah, real quick, before we move over to your keys uh, to a hopeful week six win over the commanders, you know, so you're, you're feeling pretty good about this offensive line right now, in, in your opinion. I know a lot of people talk a little bit about, I mean, I think coming into the season, we thought Lucas Patrick was going to be the center. He's back mm -hmm. in the starting lineup, but he's at left guard right now. Um, yep. We have Braxton Jones at left tackle. Larry Borum in pass pro hasn't been great, mm -hmm. but in the run, he's been pretty good. Are, are you yep. feeling good about the unit that they start out there? Because they still have Schofield and Riley Reef on the bench. We thought they'd be in the mix, but to this point, they have not been. Yeah, I, I feel like at this point they're, they're really trying to test Borum and, and see if he fits the future need in there, right? And and he's been up and down at times. Sometimes he's looked great, sometimes not not so much. So I think at this point it's it, they're, they're really testing all the guys out there to see potentially who's going to be on this roster for next year. So, you know, unless unless he, you know, hurts them beyond belief where he just keeps getting beat left and right, they're, they're going to leave him out there. Because Riley Reef, I mean, he's not getting any younger. 
Um, he's at the tail end of his career, to be honest. Um, I think he's played a lot of great football games. But this is a point where, you know, if, if he's playing, it's probably going to be a backup role, you know, these next couple of years if he continues to play. Um, but it's good insurance, you know, if something happens to Borum or potentially Braxton Jones, that he can play both sides. And he's he's been a vet, the, the guy that's had a lot of experience. Um, so I think right now, um, I really like what, what I've seen from Tevin Jenkins. Like, you know, I, I think those hands, you know, baby, time, when he gets his hands exactly. on you, I mean, whoa, those I, I, strong hands. So you, you were saying uh, being aggressive, like the coaching. I love yeah. what he, how he has been aggressive, you know, as a player, because it's the old school mentality, you know, that, that smash mouth, like old school type of line will grind him out. I'm going to push you to the, to the end of the whistle. I'm going to try to drive you into the ground, you know, between the confines of the whistle. That's, that's what I love right there. You know, that's what every uh, offense needs. That's what every team wants is that, is that guard, you know, that's, that kind of flirts the line a little bit with like, you know, what people will consider dirty as long as you're doing within the whistles, like that yeah. guy that just never stops that you get annoyed with and, <laughs> you know, people hate playing against him. So that's what, that's what he did in college. And yeah, I just think, you know, starting out at left tackle for him was, was a no go last year. You know, he's, he's more in the lines of the, of, uh, of, you know, either a right tackle or I think his true fit is, is a right guard right now. So I think he's, I think he's at home right now because usually the, the, the better blocking side is that right side of any offense, right? So he's at that right guard position and you look at the, the runs they're successful of he's road grading in there. And, and that's what you love yeah. to see from a young guy. So I think there's a lot of positives to, to take out from this game. Um, you know, the offense being, being the most positive for me at least, because I, I I didn't, they had a potential to score 29 points in that game. Right. And none of us saw that coming. Right. Especially, um, you know, if that, if that touchdown doesn't get called back and then eventually they're driving down the field, Smith, are you cool with that? Were, that were ball. You, are, are you cool? Is that a block in the back, Corey? No, that, that wasn't a block in the back because yeah. my, my thing is he flopped in that situation and inertia into yeah. flopping. Right. Yeah. So, so the thing is Smith Marset put his hands up and, and didn't push him on the back, but you know, he accentuated the call, so they're, they're looking at that. But I think in those calls that are 50-50, they should just let them play ball. They do that in, in pass interference, so why not do that in the situation? Justin Fields made an absolute incredible play on that great scramble. Um, Lamar Jack, uh, La Lamar Jackson-esque, you know, it was, <laughs> it, was, it was really unbelievable. And it sucked that it came back. And I really believe if Smith-Marset did not fumble that football, they were going to drive down the field and score a touchdown. I just... Justin Fields had that confidence, right? Yeah. What really led me to that was he f he fumbled the snap on that one play, right? And then the next play, David Montgomery goes for the first down, right? Then he completes, completes the ball to Smith-Marset, you know, throws a stripe there. He was getting his confidence up, and I could just tell the way he was carrying himself. I was like, he's going to lead this team down to victory. And he made a bozo move. Like, you have to go out of bounds in that situation. It's a minute left. You have no timeouts. There's no excuse for that. You're not fighting for extra yards at that point in the game. Early on in the game, when it doesn't matter about time, yeah, you can do that. But in this league, in that situation, you have to get out of bounds. That's football one-on-one. -on -one. And that it sucks because I think he robbed Justin Fields of an opportunity to have that experience of, of a two-minute drill, you know, driving, leading a team to possibly victory, you know, because in that situation, if they score, they're going for two, like in that situation, right? If you're the Bears, you have nothing to lose, right? You, you're you not favored in that game. So oh, yeah. I'm going for two in that situation, right? And then it comes back to the thing that going too earlier in the game really hurts you, right? Because if they score at the end, <laughs> that yeah. really hurts you. They got a chance uh, to win the game outright without having to go for two.
No, and I, and I I didn't like it. I didn't. I just didn't think. It's not that I'm against going for two. I just didn't think in that juncture, in that momentum, in that moment right there, going for two was a in smart In the third move. quarter and, after and you again, score? And again, Corey, like, not my favorite play call in the world. You're throwing the football. You know, you're, you're having people – you're throwing the football before it's even at the like the end zone. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah, even like that. Behind, you're, you're banking, you're banking on blocks and all these different moving pieces. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, in terms of Smith-Marset and the block in the back, as a fan, I just always look for hand separation. You know, when you do the push-off, you're always looking yeah. for that, that distance between the hand and then yeah. the two bodies, right? And I didn't see yeah. it there. So, you know, what, what are you going to do? Um, you know, Corey, I think it's time, man. Let's move on over. Corey's keys. Yep. It's a Thursday night football game. The bears have a quick turnaround. They're going to play the commanders on Thursday night football. So what is your first key to beating the commanders in week six? Starting fast, right? The offense, I think they've been the only unit that has started fast this season so far, right? Most of the first drives have re resulted in a score, but we need not, not a field goal. We need a touchdown in that situation. So I think that would be a great confidence builder. And like you said, right? The lack of passes in the red zone. Let's get some more of that. Let's get Justin Fields that confidence. I think he showed that he can pass the ball down the field. You have to feel confident about him after that game, going 15 to 21. And a couple of those drops, right? If, if that goes another way, right? We're, we're talking about 18, 19 uh, completed in that game, 19 to 21, right? So I think that's a that's a pretty good, you know, passer rating for him. So I think you have to have confidence in him passing the ball in the red zone. But defensively, right, you have to be able to start fast, like, Every first drive they've gotten scored on so far, right? And it comes down, it comes down to the running, the rush defense, right? It's been awful all year, and we've been talking back and forth about this. The key to a Tampa two defense is penetration, right? And and some some people on Twitter were saying, "Well, isn't isn't that the key to any defense? Penetration." <laughs> Listen, every defensive scheme is different, right? There's 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 some four three schemes that take up, you know, that it's gap discipline right you're supposed to just take your gap you know snatch up blockers and let the linebackers free but in tampa too yeah, like, remember ted yeah. washington and keith trailer like back in the exactly. day like they weren't yeah. like getting they were Pitts, just there to pittsburgh the casey hampton you know those Thank guys you. Yes. snatch up blockers let the linebackers flow and go but in this the engine that goes especially is the three technique right justin jones has to really come alive and I think he can do it. I think he's just not trusting it, right? It's getting off the football. You look at the talented three techniques in the Tampa two system, starting from Warren Sapp, right? Somebody that got off the football. I know he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest to ever do it, but it started with his get off, right? Guy like Henry Melton, Tommy Harris that I play with. Those were the key guys that, that really made that going, right? The, the three technique that penetrated, because I think the thing that people fail to realize is a lot of times in defense, right? You, you worry, you have this mindset to worry about getting reached or cut off, right? But the thing is, if you get off the football, it doesn't matter if you get reached or not, right? Because you're penetrating in the backfield and you're disrupting everything. So your get off and your penetration will, will kill and disrupt everything. And I guarantee you, if Justin Jones starts doing that as well as the rest of the D-line, it'll be night and day difference. They're not, they're not trusting this Tampa too. They're not trusting it. They're, they're saying, oh, I have this gap, right? And they're getting stuck on blocks. And what happens is, right, the linebackers aren't scraping enough. It, it, it all works together, right? When, when I played in 2012, we got off the football. You know, Briggs, Erlacher, they scraped off us. And it just worked together. When As a defensive line, when you get off the football, it, it makes everything easier for the 
for the linebackers and the secondary. So when they come up on the fits, there's been a lot of free hitters, right? Kyler Gordon at times, Jones on that Dalvin Cook touchdown, right? Mm -hmm. They're not setting the – they're not attacking, right? The, the six technique, the, the left end in that first Dalvin Cook touchdown, right? He should be knocking that tight end back, right? As a defensive end, you, you, you want to go against the tight end, right? There's only a handful of guys that can block as a tight end, right? Mercedes Lewis in the conference – He's he's basically a glorified uh, extra tackle out there. He's he's a big guy that can block, right? Yeah. Most guys cannot block, right? If there's a, if there's a tight end in front of you, you whoop his head. Like he's not blocking you, right? Nowadays, all they want to do is catch the ball. You you don't have many many guys that can that can block as well as back in the day. So you should take that personal as a defensive end, whether it's Robert Quinn, Gibson, Alkaday Muhammad, right? Knock that guy back at the point of attack. Make him think twice about trying to block you. You know, that that's really what it comes down to. And then if they if they knock him off the ball, then Jones, who's the free hitter, everything's going to be easier for him. But right now he's kind of in between because we're not getting the penetration. And Jones is like, OK, where am I fit? Where? Am I? And then all of a sudden it's too slow. And Dalvin Cook right, right, right on the edge. Right. So that's why we're really struggling with that with that outside run. So that's a big thing. They have to start fast have to start fast you cannot do that i'm okay with the lack of pass rush right because that's something that we could scheme up potentially right we could bring a, a linebacker we can uh do some stunts like when jones had that sack we can do things about that but when you cannot stop the run you cannot win in this league because it's so easy to work that play action and you look at kirk cousins right why he was so successful in that first quarter right it was it wasn't because the run gashed us it was because he was able to work that play action, right? And then our coverage is 15 yards off somebody on third and five. I, I don't understand that. So, yeah, so make you, some adjustments in, in that situation. Yeah, and, and we, we talked a lot about Justin Jefferson. Obviously, he had a great first half. But, you know, also, you know, he was hitting the tight end in the middle of the field whenever you wanted mm -hmm. during that 17 for 17 stretch. And, Corey, when you're talking about starting fast, uh, the Washington Commanders, they are bottom five in points allowed in the first half. They're allowing 15 first-half points right now to opponents. So this is a great matchup to make that happen. Uh, exactly. Defensively, Corey, uh, I did want to do one of my keys here. And, you know, I'm going to get a little candid on you if that's all right. But, you know, right now, man, in my opinion, this defense is a dog. OK, it's a dog and every dog has its day. And I think this is a great week for the dog to eat. OK, yep. here's where I'm coming from. The commanders, they're allowing 20 sacks. They've allowed 20 sacks so far this season. They've already given up. Carson Wentz has got six interceptions. They've got four funnel fumbles. They turn the ball over. They, the ball is going to be flying all over the place and they give us some sacks, too, as well, because their offensive line isn't great. And I'm so sick. And I'm an optimistic Bears fan, but I'm very sick of Bears fans saying, God, our defense is so good in the second half. Corey, we keep talking about this, man. Our defense is only not allowing points in the second half is because the opponent does not respect them. They mm -hmm. respect them so little that they get up on us in the first half. And by that second half, when the Bears are making their furious comeback on offense, the opponent still goes, you know what? We're fine because we can go out and we can get it whenever we want. Let's just keep mm -hmm. running the ball. Let's keep the, the hourglass just turning in the sand, just keep going to the bottom. And that's why the opponents aren't scoring a lot of points in the second half, in my opinion. And that and a couple of actually, they've done a good job of causing turnovers. I will give them a lot of credit. And again, when you talk about linebackers or brisker missing tackles, I, I'm in agreement with you. I'm learning from you, man. This all starts with that defensive line a little bit. Yep. Either it is stopping the run or getting that penetration. Making the opponent respect that defensive line, I think, is going to be one of the biggest keys not just in this game, but moving forward and whether our team is going to be a bottom five team or whether we're going to toy around with 500 a little bit and maybe get a little frisky. 
I want to see it. You know, and Corey, we continue to see it every single week. It's not progressing the way that we mm -hmm. want it to. I'm exactly. worried that it kind of is what it is. This is a good matchup for maybe a defensive line that's struggling to have a good game, and that's what I want to see. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think defensively, this is the biggest confidence-building game, I think, on both sides of the football, right? You have yeah. a team right now, Washington, where their head coach threw their quarterback under the bus, like, he, and it backed it up. Like, <laughs> like I've never seen that ever. Like, that's terrible. That's like, weird. Very weird. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, like, Carson Wentz, right, he's, he's struggled a little bit at times, but he's not the reason why they're losing. I'll tell you that. You know, there's there's a lot of other problems. Their own line is very suspect. Defense has been suspect at times. So, listen, you don't throw you don't throw your player under the bus. And maybe Ron Rivera is at the point where they told him, hey, you're, you're maybe not going to be here that long. So, he doesn't care at this point, you know. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a critical game for them just to get confidence on both sides of the football. On the big stage, being at home, Justin Fields has to have all the confidence coming off that week in Minnesota, right? Because Minnesota is, is projected by a lot of people to win the NFC North, right? As being one of the better teams in the NFC. In, in they're, the they're, NFC. In first, they're in first right now. And, Corey, it's kind of strange that the Bears won that game. They'd be tied for first place with the Packers and Vikings. At exactly. And you look at that Giants game. That, that, that was a very winnable game. So you had two, two yes. games potentially – you know, that you could you could win and only have one loss at this point. So I think this game is a, is a big confidence building game, especially defensively. Right. Because if they can start fast, especially with everything going on with this organization, how they feel about the offense, Carson Wentz, this could be an opportunity where if you can stop the run, they're not really a running football team, to be honest with you. Like their their running stats are, are not are not great at all. You know, um, so I think it's, it's an opportunity where you can knock out the run and put the pressure on, on Carson Wentz. Right. The team doesn't believe in him, and I, I think it's an opportunity where Robert Quinn can get hot. Travis Gibson can get hot. You know, Justin Jones, if he can get things going. And I think that, you know, sometimes it just takes one game, right, to give you that confidence to let you know yeah. I can do it, right? Yes. I need to trust myself, believe in myself, because right now this defense, they're, they're not believing in themselves as a whole, right? They do a good job making adjustments in the second half, but this, this defense – has been the reason for a lot of these losses, right? Because they can't stop anybody, right? Can't stop the run, can't stop the pass at times. Adjustments have been great, but starting fast, right? From the first possession, right? Allen Williams and Eberflus, you know what this team is doing, right? So let's yeah. make game plan adjustments. You look at that one tackle for loss that Travis Gibson had with Kyler Gordon on the outside zone run, right? That was a great play right there, right? You're struggling to stop the outside run. What do you do? You bring a stun in there. Boom, get that penetration. So things like that, you know, based on formations, what teams are going to do. You know, by uh, down and distance, things of that nature. So when, when there's that situation, let's dial up some of those stunts. Let's dial up some of those pressures to give that defensive line a chance. Yeah, what an interesting point you're making, too, where it goes hand in hand, right? Where if you have a defensive line that's struggling, I'm not going to put it all on a defensive coordinator, but when a defensive line gets confidence, then you can start dialing up some plays, right? And you can kind of start, you know, building off of one thing after another, uh, another as you move along. And if you look at it, the commanders, they're averaging only 89 rushing yards a game. Their last three games, Corey, they're converting only 20% of their third downs. All right. So look, this offense for the commanders is struggling. The bears defense is struggling. Who will come out and feel better about themselves after this game Methinks the Bears, right? But this defensive line has really got to start to show us a little something. Uh, Corey, you know, toss us another key. What's another Corey's key to a week six win versus the Commanders? Capitalizing in the red zone offensively, right? That's Thank that's you. something yeah. that we've kind of struggled. We've been 
you know, having these long drives and, and getting in the red zone, everything looks good. And then all of a sudden it gets a little tight in the red zone, right? <laughs> the play calling, uh, you know, everything just seems tight in the red zone. So, so let's, let, let's pump the brakes, right? Let's get some of those like back shoulder uh, throws like he had to Darnell Mooney. Let's get Cole Komet going. Let's really work things going. Let's have Justin Fields one-on-one, maybe on a boot. On, on, on Let's test their edge of the defense, right? And then, you know, if you're running that boot, you have a tight end open in the flat if they're going to come and chase you. So have some options like that where we can get things going. You know, I really want to see Cole Komet come alive in the red zone because I think that's where he's most valuable. I think they haven't even utilized him. Hey, look, in the last game against the Vikings, especially in the, the zone beater, right, that seam, that's that's where he comes in handy. So I'm hoping that they can utilize him in the red zone and just be productive, right? We need touchdowns and not field goals in the red zone. So that's what I want to see this week. And I think this week could be the confidence builder game, like I said, on both sides of the football. I love it that you're pegging Cole Komet on this one because uh, my next key and I, honestly my last key for a Bears victory in week six is I'm going to go out there. I'm going to start calling stuff out, Corey. Uh, Darnell Mooney, 100-plus yards. I'm calling it. This is the week. Let's go. This is the week, and here's why. The Commanders, they've allowed 10 passing touchdowns over the last four games. They're averaging 255 passing yards a game, so that's a great start. That's very similar in line to where the Vikings were last week. Kind of. Not, I'm not saying that it's the same. It's little apples and oranges, but here's the thing that I really like a whole lot. Over the last four games, Corey, Christian Kirk, 117 receiving yards. Devontae Smith, 169 yards and a touch. Amon Ross St. Brown, 116 yards, two tutties, and seven touchdowns to wide receivers in that four-game span. The reason why I brought up those three players isn't just the one over 100 number. Those players don't have that different of a physical player profile that Darnell Mooney has, in my personal opinion. I think Darnell Mooney runs just as great a routes as all three of those guys, and I think that this is a possibly a game at home versus the Commanders, where Darnell Mooney can kind of pop, pop off a little bit. He got 94 yards last week. I think he goes over 100 this week, and I'm right you right there with you in the red zone. I think he might get a touchdown. I, it's just lining up for me, and I'm calling it right now. I think Darnell Mooney has a huge game, and I think it's going to be a big reason why, hopefully, the Bears win in Week 6. Man, I, I would love to see that, right, because he's somebody uh, that started out very slow the past couple of weeks. He's, he's come alive in there, um, so I, I would love for, for him to see that. And uh, Justin Fields, I, I know, you know, he'd love to hit him more and Coco Met. So, yeah, I would love to see both of those guys. Um, you know, my, 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 my last key is, is it comes down to want to, right? That's, that's the biggest thing, right? Defensively, defensively is want to, right? Because people have been talking, uh, you know, on Twitter, back and forth to me about, you know, oh, the, pen the penetration, oh, every, any defense. No, listen, the thing is, right, yes. You need, you need dudes in any defense, right? To, you need pass rushers, right? But to play the run, Rod Marinelli used to say, I can find guys on the street, right? Because they have attitude and want to. That's all it takes in the run game. So that's the most disappointing for me is, is the fact of, of the lack of ability to stop the run because that comes down to want to, right? Mono e mano, me on you, who's winning, right? That's what it comes down to. It doesn't take that much skill. I'm, I'm telling you, like, how Playing the run does not up? take skill. It uh, doesn't yeah, take skill. I love it. And, 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 and when he said that, that really resonated because it just said, like, listen, I'm going to get off the football and you're not you're not blocking me. If you go that way, I'm, I'm going right through you. If you go that way, I'm going right through you. I'm penetrating, killing everything. Because any offensive lineman, you can ask him what they rather would have. A, a guy two-gapping, looking at where he is, or a guy screaming off the football every down. 
right? Yeah. They, they don't like that at all, right? Because it gets them all off their swords, right? Because then they're, then they're they're getting off quick as well, right? And then they're they're not just worried about cutting you off, right? So they may be a little soft when they're trying to come cut you off. Boom, right through them. I'm in the backfield making a play. So that's what I want to see from the defensive line is just want to, right? That's what the run defense comes down to, want to. I want to see that this week. I want to see them set the line of scrimmage. And I'm, I'm not talking about you have to be stronger than this or that. I want to see the get off and I want to see them penetrate because once they can do that, it'll make everything that much easier. And that's what I want to see this week, right? Confidence building game, defensive line. That would be huge for them to stop the run. Everything else with the pass will open up when they get off the football, right? You want to know why? When you get off the football and you penetrate, it makes everything that much easier. Play action, good luck, Chuck, when you're getting off the football, right? That three technique, there's a lot of sacks that come away, you know, when they try to do a play action. Um, <laughs> I've seen it firsthand, right? Henry yeah. Melton, Tommy Harris, saw yes. so many classic clips of Warren Sapp, right, where, where they where they pull the guard and, and, and then do a play action off that. Ooh, and the center tries to block back. <laughs> good luck trying to block him when he gets off. That's a sack every time. So that's, that's what I want to see because it opens up everything when you get off the football, right? They, they try to do a play action. That tackle tries to – good luck. <laughs> good luck. It helps everything else out when you get off the football. So that's all I want to see this week, Joey, is getting me fired up. I might have to suit up I, and give I him a couple said, snaps. I just, I just told you, get this man in the room, all right? Get this man some pads <laughs> or get this man in the room and talk to these guys right now because outside of Robert Quinn, Corey, you know, as an outside fan, you're looking at it, you're saying there's not a lot of fat paychecks on this defensive line. A lot of these guys may not be on the Bears next year. They're probably playing for their jobs right now. And if you're yeah. telling me that this comes down to want to a little bit, yeah. I'm kind of – I'm asking myself some questions. And you know what else yeah. we're, we're kind of seeing a little bit is that, you know, they're, they're not starting off great. But in the terms of the fourth quarter right now, what I think is giving the Bears a little bit of an edge that we're not talking a ton about is, you know, the way that Eberflus has run training camp. I mean, these guys seem to be really in shape right now. We haven't mm -hmm. seen a ton of hamstrings, right? I mean, we saw some stuff in training camp, but nothing really too crazy. I mean, these guys appear to be in shape. Eberflus has got them ready to play. And if it comes down to want to in the defensive line, I want to see it. Where is it? And maybe my final yeah. one. Over under 2.5 offensive snaps for Velas Jones. Let's go over. Let's yeah. go over that, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yep. go over that. Uh, yeah, go for it. I got, I got one more key, right? Time please, of possession. Please. You, you, you look, you look um, at all this season, right? The time of possession. We, we've not been, been our we've friends. Been on the low, we've been on the yeah. low end of the totem pole all these Every games, time. right? So let's control the time of possession. That's what I thought this team would be, team that mm -hmm. grinds you out. We, we have long, sustaining drives we off the, running the football with play action. And, but defensively, that the way they've been playing hasn't allowed the offense to really have the ball. So, you know, anybody can say what they want about Justin Fields in this offense, and it's been bad at times. But you can't get in a rhythm if in the first half if, <laughs> you know, somebody else has 22 minutes compared to your seven. Like, it, it yeah. just doesn't work like that, you know. So no, that's you, a, that's you have to control the time possession, especially in a game like this. And set the trend because I think this is this is the type of Bears team because you know how they play in the second half. A grind them out tough team, right? And in the second half, they're controlling the time possession. But let's get more even in that first half, right? And and it allowed Justin Fields in the offense to get more confidence and have more yards. People say, whoa, the Bears offense because the yards. I'm like, the time possession has been lopsided. You you, you can't have a have a sustaining offense and have a high powered offense putting up yards, numbers. Time, if you don't have time of possession. So defensively, 
Let's get off the field. Let's get some three and outs, right? Let's 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 have five plays and then get off the field. Let's not have you know twelve to fifteen play drives. So, you mean like, seventeen plays, seven minute drive to uh, yeah. the Vikings touchdown to close the fourth quarter? That, I mean that, that they that, went from nine minutes to two minutes. Yeah, yeah. That, that grinds you out, and, and that's yeah. demoralizing. That really is as, as a team, as a defense, and then your offense getting the it puts a lot of pressure on them. So let's control the time possession this week. Yeah, that's a great call, Corey, because I think a lot of people, most Bears fans, probably 99% of Bears fans want to see progress from Justin Fields. How are you going to do that? Win the time of possession, keep the ball in his hands, keep the offense on the field, give the defense a shot, give him more opportunities. You want to see more pass attempts from Justin Fields? Let's start yeah. winning the time of possession a little bit on a week-to-week basis. Not every single week seeing it so lopsided as you're illustrating right now. Corey, mm-hmm. it's week six, man. Um, we are, I believe we're 4-1 and one on our picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you thinking? Do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'll go first. Final score. I'm fired yeah. up, man. Yeah, bring it. All right, bring I'm, it. I'm, I'm going to say 31-17 Bears. And I, like Stay I said, hot. the keyword, the keyword, the keyword is confidence. <laughs> yeah, baby. Watch this, like Usher, baby, on Instagram. Watch this. All right, we're going to see confidence this week, right? Because you look at everything with the Redskins. You know what's going on in their locker room with their head coach. They're not believing in him. This Bears team, hey, I know it was a loss. A lot of people are calling this Vikings game a moral victory. I don't really like that term, but there's a lot of positives that we yeah. can draw from it, right? I think Justin Fields got confidence. I think the offense had confidence that they can go toe-to-toe with, with one of the better teams in, in the game right now. And defensively, I think this is going to be their best game of the season, right? I, I think back against the wall, this is a must-win game. You got a chance to go to 500 against a struggling team on Thursday Night Football. So I think this is the week that the offense really gets going. You're saying Darnell Mooney's going to get going. I think Justin Fields is going to have his best game. I, I fully believe that on a prime stage at home, look what he did in, in Minnesota with the crowd noise, loud. He's going he's gonna to have a breakout game in this one. And I think the defense is going to have their best performance, and it's going to give them confidence. What I want to see this week is the get off, Joey. Get off. Defensive yeah. line. I'm eyeing you this week. Let's see it. Rock and roll, man. Um, I love that call. Um, I, you know, in general, I was trending your way as well. And then I kind of reminded myself that they haven't scored more than 23 points yet in a game this year. So I had to kind of – I'm reeling myself back. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying the Bears are going to win. I'm going 24-16 to 16 Bears win. So I'm going okay. one point over the highest total yeah. of points. Because, Corey, man, I do see improvement. I'm seeing progress. I think Justin Fields will play well and take another step forward. But, again – you, you know you know it, man. Until we start seeing some red zone success, I'm going to kind of mm-hmm. reserve judgment a little bit on them, you know, just blowing the doors off of somebody. 16 points for the commanders because I'm thinking one touchdown, three field goals. Mm-hmm. You know, the defense, I think, can play better. I think we'll still give up yards. It will come down to those third down moments, those third and short moments. Can they stop a bad commander's run defense? Can they stop a commander's defense that's struggling on third down? I think they can kind of bend but don't break, give up a couple field goals there. So I'm thinking, yeah, 24 to 16, we walk out of it. And, Corey, when you talk about moral victories, every Bears fan loves talking about Justin Fields versus the Steelers, right? But let's be real. They lost that game, dude. And it crushed. We can do two things at once. We can say Justin Fields flashed in this game, and we can also say they lost at the same time, right? And we can do two things at once. So I still treat that the same way with the Minnesota Vikings. I still see it as a missed opportunity. We could have won that game. You know what I mean? Yep, it was Kirk exactly. Cousins. We used to kind of own his ass back in the day. You know what I mean? There, yep. was, a back, there was a time. And so, um, yeah, I'm saying 24-16 Bears win in week six. I'm with you. Get back to 500. And then Bears-Patriots Monday Night Football. 
who knows? All yeah. bets are off. <laughs> but I, I know this this offensively is going to be the breakout game for Justin Fields. I'm, I'm calling it because call. you, you, you look at what he did in, in Minnesota, right? If they would have had more time in possession, I, I think they would have scored over 30 points, to be honest with you. They had a chance towards the end, right? If they if, if he would have scored on, on that play where it got called back and then they're driving down the field at the end of the game, had another chance to score. So we could have been talking about above 30 points when the time possession was lopsided. So I think if they can get back to a, to a more neutral time possession, it gives Justin Fields and the offense more opportunities. But the key is the defense has to do their part. And if they can do this week, I think Justin Fields will have his breakout game. I think he'll have over 300 yards passing against a struggling Washington team. You are hot today, Corey. You are hot today. I love it when you call it, man. I can't wait to see you do it. Um, man, this was believing commanders. Uh, this was believing bears. What am I saying? Bears versus commanders. He's all messed up. I got you. I got you too excited, man. I'm, I'm Ron Rivera over here right now. I don't. What did I say? No, I didn't. Are you say throwing that. me under the bus? <laughs> What's the problem, Ron? The quarterback. I mean, what? Uh, anyways, <laughs> today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. 100% welcome bonus when you use promo code Believe B L E A V. What better deal is that out there? There's no better deal than 100% off your first deposit. Make sure you go ahead and check that out. Thank you so much for watching this on YouTube. YouTube comment and question below. Thank you for listening to us on Sirius XM. Uh, thank you if you also heard our commercials and decided to check out the podcast too as well. I heard that they're running during the Bears games. That's awesome to hear. Thank you for listening to us on TuneIn. Follow me at Joey's Sports Guy. Follow Corey Wooten, CHGO's very own Corey Wooten. All weekend long, he's going to be going live. He's going to do a pregame, postgame, midgame. He does it all. Follow him at Corey Wooten, two O's, two T's. Get it right. Corey, man, take us home. Great pod. I'm ready for a victory, buddy. I'm feeling good yeah. about this. Let's do it. Yeah. Bear down. Another great pod, man. Looking excited excited for, for this Thursday night game, man. I think, like I said, the key word is confidence. I think both sides of the football get that confidence we need going forward. And, hey, get to 500. I think that's a pretty good spot to be at, you know, with all things considered right at this point, you know. So, I, I just want to see defensively. That's, that's the biggest thing I want to see this week. I think offense – took a step in the right direction, but defensively, we need to see that. And it starts with the running game. I told you, I could care less right now about, about the pass rush, right? That'll come. You can do some things to supplement that. But until we can stop the run, every everything else is up in the air at this point. So defensively, this is going to be the confidence-building game. They're going to stop the run uh, with Washington coming in town, and then they're going to build off this. And then all of a sudden, we're going to see Justin Fields' game elevated for you know, when the defense can stand up, we're going to we're going to see him really come alive and be the quarterback that everyone knew he could be, you know, and I'm excited for that because last week really got me excited for him. I think the fans are going to see that. So looking forward to it. And we're going to break down everything that comes, you know, with this game on Thursday night. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, um, hopefully a lot of good, hopefully a lot of great. Hopefully the defensive line shows up, Joey, because that, that's the key, right? I, I the get off. I, I challenge all the all the listeners uh, to to look at the defensive line. I, I want to see the same thing this week. The game, the tone of the game is going to be set by the defensive line. How they are the first possession, right? If they're firing off the ball, if they're penetrating, it's going to be a good game. Okay. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see. So I'm excited let's, for it, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, great stuff, Corey. Uh, man, you really know your stuff, dude. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on and being my co-host every single week for Believe in Bears. Everyone, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Uh, bear down this week. We're going to check you next week, and hopefully we'll talk to you right after a Bears win. Until then, we'll check you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.